Informing America's farmers and ranchers. This is AOA, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. Now, here's your host, Jesse Allen. Live from Commodity Classic on the trade show floor, welcome into AOA, Agriculture of America. Thanks for joining us here on the program today as we are sitting in downtown Houston, Texas for Commodity Classic. Great to be here. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. What a trade show this is. We talked about it a little bit on yesterday's program. Some 10,000 people going to be making their way throughout Commodity Classic for the uh, next couple of days, checking out things on the trade show floor. We have a lot of different policy meetings with the commodity organizations and more, and we are learning about all that is new and great in agriculture. And today, we are with our friends at AGI Booth 3403, talking a lot about digital technologies for the bin, for your field, safety, and much more. So happy to be here with our friends at AGI today. Let's kick off the show Joining us now, he is the Senior Vice President of Digital and Global Marketing for Ag Growth International, AGI. Dave Pastel is with us. Dave, great to see you. Thanks for uh, letting us crash your party here, Commodity Classic, a <laughs> you, little bit, you, Dave. Jesse, you are always welcome here. It's great to have you in our booth, and uh, this is just such an exciting event. Uh, Commodity Classic just brings out the best of uh of U.S. farming, so we're very happy to be here. It's kind of like the Super Bowl of it, ag it, in a way, a isn't great it? Great and very appropriate because a lot of our digital technologies are in Kansas City. So yes, just yeah, saying. I know. Just my, saying. my wife was happy with the Chiefs win. I'll say that. <laughs> I'll say that. Well, hey, let's uh, let's start. Tell us a bit of the backstory of AGI's digital division and, and talk about kind of the how and why uh, AGI, you know, a manufacturer of equipment, is getting more involved on the digital side. Right. Uh, excellent point. So we started about 25 years ago and, you know, our expertise was really in storage and handling, permanent handling, portable handling, and then, of course, grain bins. And as the years rolled by and we expanded and we grew our business more and more, it became very clear that information, now we will often get fancy and call it data, but information makes for better farming decisions. So when we think about our equipment, how can we add information to that equipment mm -hmm. so that the, the grower can make better decisions? Kind of underpinning everything we do is safety. How do we make farming safe? How do we make farming profitable? How do we make it more efficient? Well, all of a sudden you get to monitoring your grain. And we had tried some products. We developed our own products. And then we saw an opportunity to really expand, particularly in the States, and uh, roll out bin monitoring and our bin manager product there, which... You know, couldn't be couldn't be more timely right now, given you know where commodity prices kind of sure. netted out, and growers need to hold their grain maybe a little bit longer than they were thinking they needed to. Well, bin monitoring is essential to do that. Very true, very true. Well, you mentioned bin manager in there. Talk about that. Some of the other products that you oversee, yeah. kind of on the on the digital spectrum that you've added in here with AGI. Okay, we we really have three lines of products, and they're all based on some type of monitoring philosophy. Okay. So in the bin, we monitor the grain temperature, moisture. We manage inventory levels with the with the cables in the bin. We provide a really fantastic and insightful continuous 24 7 view of what's happening in your grain bin and we also help you with automating and improving natural conditioning so we have the bin manager equipment we also have this really fantastic device called the farm mobile puck and it is a passive data collection tool that you can plug into any any basically any rolling stock on the farm planter or harvester or combine 
and it will capture data. And with that data, you can participate in things like carbon grants, sustainability programs, traceability programs, mm -hmm. again, opening up new avenues of revenue to the, to the farmer, to the grower. And then we have a line of hazard monitoring equipment, and that includes both uh, temperature monitoring at silos, where grain is being stored, say, uh, elevator, a large commercial facility, or as well, bearing and belt temperature monitoring as a safety device. Okay. We obviously want to keep facilities running as safe as possible. And so the slightest amount of temperature detection allows a facility to shut down. So all of this comes together in, in this umbrella of monitoring safety and efficiency and profiting. Well, I might be answering my own next question here, but I mean, thinking about some of those features, you know, why are digital technologies and all this data and more, why is it important to U.S. grain farmers? I'd have to think safety is a big aspect there, Dave. 100%. You know, uh, farming is a dangerous business, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, there's a lot of chances and a lot of ways you can get hurt. Well, one way you immediately can reduce your safety or reduce your risk and increase your safety is stop climbing into grain bins to test your grain. Stop going up ladders, stop going in. Cables and monitoring will do that for you. Whether, and, and it's acute now because you, you often have three generations on the farm. You got yeah. dad who's, who's maybe in a, a 80 and you got me in my mid fifties and you got my kids on the farm. Well, yeah. all three of us don't need to be going in the grain bin. No, no, you definitely do not. Definitely do not. And I think that's, that's what kind of plays an important role. All these different technologies, you couple it together with everything that AGI is, is been good at for years with grain bins and augers, et cetera. And you put all this together and it really kind of gives a total package to uh, growers, doesn't it? Exactly right. Exactly right. I, I think monitoring equipment uh, is just another feature on a bin that is essentially standard. You wouldn't buy a bin without buying a fan. Yeah. You wouldn't buy a bin without a sweep or a clean out. You're not going to buy a bin without monitoring. Uh, and that's happening now. The, the growth in the U.S. market is astronomical with growers adopting uh, bin monitoring you know, faster than we can honestly keep up with. Well, I think, too, it's great for ROI because, like you said, to your point, instead of having to climb in that bin, you can monitor the moisture and check things and make sure you know what is going on and without having to get in the bin. 100%. And if you, you know, uh, whether you're growing beans or, or you're growing corn, you're likely leaving money on the table somewhere, either, you know, with shrink or maybe a drying yeah. cost. You're leaving money somewhere. With this technology, you naturally take advantage of either the dryness or the moisture in the air to operate yeah. your fans at ideal times and then monitor the impact that those fans are having. So you don't just flip them on and overdry the bottom of the bin. You flip them on strategically and at the right time, and all of this can be automated. Again, not only is it safe you don't have to, to crawl in the bin, you can do it on in the palm of your hand with your phone. You can simply click a button, turn your fans on, set it to auto, turn your fans off. Uh, all of this is money, real money that you're missing out on. Dave, we've got about a minute uh, here in this segment. What's ahead for AGI? What are some things that are on the horizon here in 2024? Well, we're going to continue to focus on bin monitoring, expanding across the states. There's more and more growers that, that need our product, want our product, and we're excited to do that. We've got some very interesting new products in the, in the hopper being developed. You know, we think about safety and visibility and remote control as really the early entry benefits of this product. We can go further. You're going to see AI play a part in this Very where true. technology is going to come in. And even though we're making great decisions based on data, AI is going to make them faster and quicker and it's going to be more automated. 
And then, you know, where we go from there, connecting your work on the field to your bin, providing that full traceability solution for, uh, for commodity purchasers, hugely important. So I think you're going to see tons of really exciting products. Quite I, Again, quite honestly, we can't go fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Very true. I mean, things are evolving and changing, but the amount of uh, technology we're bringing to our farmers' hands uh, today is, uh, is so important. It helps out in so many ways, I think, on the farm. Dave, great conversation. Really appreciate it. And uh, again, uh, thanks for letting us be with you guys here at AGI's booth at Commodity Classic. Really our, our pleasure, Jesse. Great to have you and your listeners, and you're always welcome here. Dave Pastel, SVP of Digital and Global Marketing for Ag Growth International, AGI, joining us here at Commodity Classic. We'll have more with our friends at AGI. Coming up right after this, you're listening to AOA, Agriculture of America. When it comes to cereal disease protection, Prosaro Pro 400 SC fungicide from Bayer makes all the difference. With three effective active ingredients for overlapping control of foliar and head diseases and a flexible application window for head scab, it's formulated to lower dawn, protect yield potential, and promote superior grain quality. Prosaro Pro, the future of plant health starts here. Visit prosaropro.com to learn more. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Every Tuesday, we'll be sitting around the table sponsored by CHS. Join us and learn how CHS creates the vital connections that empower agriculture, helping farmers and ranchers like you succeed. We'll hear from different voices from throughout the cooperative system, sharing stories about how good things happen when people work together. Join us around the table every Tuesday or visit cooperativeownership.com to learn more. Every day, our brave military men and women, along with their families, make tremendous sacrifices for our freedom. Patriotic Hearts, a nonprofit organization, is dedicated to supporting these heroes and their families in their times of need. By donating your unwanted card to Patriotic Hearts, you'll be supporting job transition and job fair programs, veteran entrepreneurship, counseling, and retreats for combat veterans and their spouses. Call 800-560-3870 You'll receive a tax deduction and we'll arrange a free pickup at your convenience. Imagine the difference you can make in the lives of those who have given so much for our country. Your car donation will directly impact military families, veterans, providing them with the support they desperately need. Call 800-560-3870. You can become a part of something bigger. Join us in our mission to uplift and honor our military community. Call 800-560-3870 to donate your unwanted card. Farming is dangerous. There's dangers all around us. We work around it and we live around it every day. And we just become desensitized to what's around us. We go through safety training and, you know, we try and do these things to make sure accidents don't happen, but you just never know. There are so many farmers that I think take for granted all of the underground utilities that are there. You don't want to hit a gas pipe because that's your life. The other part of it is if you hit certain things, you're liable for it. I mean, we kind to know what's out here, but all at the same time, you, you just always call. Farm Safe 811 starts with you. Whether you're installing drain tile or doing any sort of digging, always call 811 and wait for any underground lines to be marked and have the depth confirmed. That's farming with care. But if a line does get damaged, go somewhere safe and call 911. Always keep safety in the back of your mind. Just stay humble. 
For more information, go to farmsafe811.org. Keeping America's farmers and ranchers informed. AOA. Now back to Jesse Allen. Welcome back here to AOA, live from Commodity Classic in Houston, Texas, spending time with our friends at Ag Growth International AGI. Joining us now, we're going to talk about the partnership between AGI and GVO and the Verity Grower Program. Joining us for conversation, Chandler Mazur, agronomist and product manager of the Verity Grower Program for GVO. Chandler. Thanks for joining us here today. Well, thank you, Jesse. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So, Chandler, first, tell us about Verity and the GEVO <clears throat> Biofuels Project. What is it? What's the end goal? What's the benefit to growers? Kind of give us the, the rundown on the backstory there a little bit. Yeah, so we'll, we'll start <clears throat> at the highest, uh, highest level I can think of. The whole goal of Verity tracking is to track the carbon intensity of uh, a product through its entire life cycle. So if you think of something like sustainable aviation fuel, which is our end goal, producing a low carbon intensity, sustainable aviation fuel, that starts at the farm. And that's where my role comes in is, and, and working with, uh, with AGI and Farm Mobile is to measure the carbon intensity of the crop. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we measure that carbon intensity, then Verity tracking does that, then it measures the carbon intensity um, through the production of the biofuel all the way to the uh, airplane in the case of sustainable aviation fuel or to the automobile in the case of uh, uh, ethanol. So that's really what, what we're doing. Okay. All right. So uh, dive a little more into the relationship with AGI. Uh, what role you know, does AGI play in all of this You know, data collection for carbon intensity scores and more? Talk about that. Yep. Um, so AGI is a, a, a crucial partner with, with uh, what, we're, what we're doing at the farm. So in order to calculate it, a lot of people can calculate carbon intensities. There's publicly available uh, calculators. And I'll, I'll get to the answer to your question, but I have to tell okay. a story first. All right. My All story right. is two years ago, as, as a lifelong agronomist growing up on a farm, if someone would have asked me to calculate a carbon intensity for the crop on their, on their farm, I'd have sat down with you and ask you questions for five or 10 minutes, you know, what's your yield? You know, how much uh, nitrogen fertilizer do you put out? Do you use manure? Do you use cover crop? Just some basic questions. And I would have calculated you a score, let's say a 10, because uh, there's a publicly available calculator to do that. And I said, your score for that field is 10 and the national average is 29. And we'd pat each other on the back and say, great, that's, that's pretty cool stuff. Okay. Now, what are you going to do with it? Fast forward to today, working with AGI, collecting uh, data at a very granular level, at the field level, um, we calculate the carbon intensity of that same field. Let's say two years later today, it's still a 10. There is a, even though there's the same number, there's a huge difference between those two 10s. The 10 that I gave Two years ago, mm -hmm. nice to talk about. The 10 today, that can be traded or turned into a financially tradable asset. And that's what we use the AGI data in the cab to transfer machine data into Verity Tracking to create those ironclad data pedigrees that we can turn into a uh, financially tradable environmental asset for farmers. And now, you know, thinking about all that data and overall, I know a lot of folks have kind of equated, you know, 
carbon programs and, and, and more kind of the wild west right now but you guys are really kind of boiling that down and and making it easy for growers right we are and it is the wild west and our partnership with agi you know really helps to boil that down as as you say there um again as a lifelong agronomist yeah anything that i can do to work with a grower or on our own farm to improve the health of the soil improve the health of the plants improve sure. photosynthesis you know god's energy from the sun into plants and you know carbon into the soil mm -hmm. that's a that's a good thing that's what makes me tick that's why i do what i do working with agi calculating carbon intensities and all the models and calculators and all this good solid data coming into a calculator it's the best way that i've seen mm -hmm. today in my life of applying math to biology and bringing value to a farm on a commodity. It's okay. decommoditizing a commodity. It's bringing value to a farm with what farmers are already doing today. It's adding value to what they're already doing today. Okay. Can't do it without data. All right. No, and you cannot do it without data. I would agree. And, and uh, sorry. You can do it without data, but it's, not a good product it's it's going to be a low value inset credit or offset credit because okay. there are a lot of folks out there that can do it without data that's what differentiates it's the solid data that we have that ironclad data pedigree in uh, verity tracking working in our partnership with agi okay okay now thinking about the data as well data integrity how important is that to projects like this because i know we're hearing a lot these days about artificial intelligence we hear a lot about cybersecurity on the farm things like that i think a lot of growers want to know where their data is going who's seeing it who's using it etc cetera, etc cetera. so how important is you know data integrity to a project like this they get in data data integrity is a, a cornerstone it's it's an absolute found foundational to what we do if we don't mm -hmm. have data integrity we don't have anything and so, you know, in our relationship with farmers, you know, of course, we have the checks and balances to protect their data once they share it with us. Share being the critical uh, word when a farmer shares data with us. We don't own it. They still own it. We have the right to use that data to run it through Verity Tracking to turn it into that environmental asset, which, by the way, the farmer owns the environmental asset as well. Yeah. So it's fundamental to what we do. We don't exist without it. Yeah, very, very true. Thinking to, you know, mention partnerships with AGI, for instance, you know, how important is that industry collaboration to to make these things happen and advance us forward in terms of, you know, climate programs, carbon programs, sustainability, you know, working and using all these things that farmers are already doing. How important is the industry collaboration to reach some of these goals, Chandler? Wow. <clears throat> I don't think again that that this could happen without that industry collaboration because this is this is complicated enough of a a challenge or an opportunity that without partnerships and different perspectives listen it's like anything else in life is yeah. if I if I bring people that are like me all around me then I'm never going to be able to grow and and improve as a human being it's the same as as building a business that hey listen I'm good at certain things not good at other things it's having that self-awareness of going hey yeah. we need help here well in this case it's with data we need help 
um, from AGI. And that's where that partnership comes. And we have other partnerships that we're working with too in this project that are basically, we've got the vision with Verity Tracking. We've got a certain level of expertise in certain areas, but we have to, in order to bring this and to truly bring that value to the farm and to the farmer, and, and to the industry overall, we need partners like AGI and others to put together the, the complete package. Chandler, what lies ahead here as we kind of wrap up our conversation in this segment? What's ahead for GIVO and the AGI partnership and the Verity Project? What, what are you looking at here 2024 and beyond? Well, <clears throat> what lies ahead? Boy, I'll tell you. It's a loaded question, it, I'm it sure. Is, <laughs> it is, but it's a, it's a good one. I mean, it's it's a it's a good question. <clears throat> we are working uh, vigorously internally to uh, get Verity tracking uh, to a point where we feel comfortable that we can copy and paste it into other geographical areas, other products. Um, but we got to get it right first because mm -hmm. if I if I copy something that's junk, you know, you mentioned AI, if you, yeah. if you feed junk in, you're going to get junk out and I'm not going to mention any names, but there's some pretty public, been some pretty public examples of that recently, <laughs> but uh, it's the same as Verity tracking. If sure. we copy junk, we're going to replicate junk and we get, we're, we're vigorously working with AGI and other partners to get it right today. So we can start copying and pasting to other geographical markets as well as other this this doesn't just apply to corn this is beans um, this is really any crop any product we can use the concept of verity tracking life cycle tracking of carbon for really any product and any environmental attribute that we want right now we're just talking about carbon think of water use in crops or, or yeah, anything else true. any environmental attribute uh, that's that's what we're building the program. So that's the future, but we got a long ways to go and we got to get get uh, get right first before we start copying. No, definitely, definitely agree. And of course, again, those partnerships we talked about so important as uh, programs like this continue to develop and more growers become involved. Chandler, really appreciate the conversation with you today. Thanks for joining us here uh, at Commodity Classic. And, uh, you know, what another great commodity classic. Like I said earlier, it's kind of like the Super Bowl here of agriculture, isn't it? It sure is. Quite a quite a bit of hustle and bustle in yeah. here. Lots of lots of lights uh, being flashed on, on all the equipment in <laughs> all here. All the so new it's, equipment it's and cool. everything. It There's is. an energy for sure. There thank, is definitely Thank you energy. so much for having me. Yeah, you bet. Chandler Mazur with GIVO and the uh, Verity Grower Program for GIVO, talking their partnership with AGI. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk markets with Arlen Suderman, Chief Commodities Economist at StoneX, back with more here on AOA, live from the AGI booth at Commodity Classic, on the way right after the break. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-926-1701. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. 
Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call for closure protection services now at 800-926-1701. 800-926-1701. That's 800-926-1701. You're listening to AOA. Here's a check of the markets for the American Ag Network. I'm Jody Heemstra. Early Thursday, soybeans showing the largest losses in the crop sector. They're pressured by overnight deliveries and Brazil's cheaper prices. Corn and wheat were also lower, unable to buck their respective downtrends. Looking at uh, some uh, corn information, a quiet start to the day, while this week's wildfires are still trying to be contained in the western plains. USDA said 42.6 million bushels of corn they were sold for export last week, and 40.5 million bushels were shipped. As of February 22nd, Corn shipments are up 34% in 2023 24 from a year ago. Total sales are up 30%. Wednesday's report from the Energy Department showed ethanol production at 1.078 million barrels per day. That was last week, another week of high output that has production up 4.5% in 2023 24 compared to this time a year ago. Looking at soybeans, Brazil's soybean harvest is likely taking advantage of this week's drier weather to make good progress before the weekend. March free on board soybean prices at Paraná, Brazil are $1.05 cheaper than those in New Orleans, a bearish message for U.S. prices. In Argentina, Thursday afternoon's new crop rating from the Buenos Aires Grain Exchange may have slipped a little, but remains high, last seen at 83%, fair to excellent. On the wheat side of things, May Kansas City wheat still held down by a 20-day average and unable to find enough bulls to challenge resistance. Overnight deliveries showed wheat available at 56 contracts at Kansas City, 484 contracts of Chicago, and 591 contracts of Minneapolis. Cattle had a tough Wednesday with futures generally lower. Some cash traded in the south at even money with last week. Hog futures able to close slightly higher Wednesday, but couldn't hold that strength of the day. However, this continues to provide support to the market, keeping the uptrend intact. That's a check at markets. I'm Jody Heemstra. A promise is potent. Born of intention, fueled by commitment, it's seeing things through, always showing up. And we know a thing or two about promises here at Susan G. Komen. Over 40 years ago, we locked arms with you toward one vision, a world without breast cancer. By investing in life-saving research and standing up for patient rights, we are shifting the system so all people everywhere get the care they deserve. Because if you've just been diagnosed and don't know where to turn, We've got you. If you can't afford the treatment you need, we've got you. And if you are driven to raise money to honor the best friend you've just lost, we have a place for you here because of you. We're supporting those who need help today while tirelessly searching for tomorrow's cures. Ending breast cancer needs all of us. Visit Komen.org and be a part of the Susan G. Komen community today. Keeping America's farmers and ranchers informed. AOA. Now back to Jesse Allen. And we're back live here at Commodity Classic in Houston, Texas. AGI's booth on the trade show floor. 3403, uh, having great conversations here with our friends at AGI. Right now, though, we want to turn to the markets. Joining me now 
Arlen Suderman, Chief Commodities Economist at StoneX. Arlen, great to see you here at Houston. Thanks for joining me. It's good to be here live and good to meet many of our listeners. Uh, that's what I enjoy most about it, that opportunity to come south where it's a little bit warmer, although a little chilly <laughs> in the air this morning. Um, but it's been a lot of fun talking to farmers and, uh, of course, a lot of them frustrated because yeah. they didn't sell more. I understand that. I get that. Um, but now wanting to do what they can to try to improve the situation. These markets aren't giving them a whole lot of hope near term. No, they are not. And I was going to say, I have to imagine that's one of the key conversations you're having with folks, especially I think on the corn side, you know, we put that three on spot corn back on Friday. We've had three days at a roll of a rally, but kind of fading off that rally. It feels like here to some degree, uh, you know, and we've talked about this, Arlen, fundamentally, things just really haven't changed uh, to a friendly tone in these grain markets. Yeah, and I've been trying to think through how do I best communicate this because this is a, a market that it's oversold and it's it's kind of flushed out now. And when you do that, you think, well, it feels like it's going to turn around. But these are also different days of Algo computers who take things as long as far as they can uh, with a lot of money behind them. They just keep adding on to those positions and there's not a fundamental story to prove them wrong right now. Um, but at the same time, oftentimes we'll see the charts turn around before we have that fundamental story or know what it is. The funds do have near record large short positions across the grain and oil seed sector. And that means that the potential is there for a rally. The other side of that is there's a lot of farmers who are undersold, not just here, but in South America as well. Brazil farmers sell off our Chicago market as well. They're the most undersold that they've been in many years. They're looking for a rally to sell as well. So that makes it more difficult to sustain a rally, um, particularly now that we're getting into a time when farmers need some money, need some cash flow to get things moving uh, for the spring, et cetera makes it a little them a little bit quicker to sell. So those challenges are certainly there and being able to mount any type of meaningful rally at this point. It almost feels like someone said this to me the other day and I thought it was a good analogy. It's almost like a game of chicken between farmers and end users right now. And we did see with with March 1st notice day some folks kind of got caught with some basis contracts here in the last couple of days, but to your broader point, there's still a lot of farmers who are undersold and that's kind of the the dynamic we have going right now arlen yeah and then when you look at the funds versus the farmer the funds see that the farmer is very long yeah and they're frankly they're afraid they're afraid of the farmer they're afraid to go long when the farmer is long and um so i i think that fear is overstated or overfelt but that's a reality for them because they're afraid of building ownership and then having the farmer dump the corn and having them the funds be on the wrong side of it. Uh, I do see some uh, opportunities down the road. Um, there's always the weather chances, and we do have some risks um, that are elevated this year for problems with the uh, winter corn crop or safrina corn crop in Brazil. Uh, they're getting good rains now, um, but as we look out in the extended forecast, late March into April, it does look like the risks are elevated for the monsoon rains to end early. And if that happens, you can get some pretty big negative implications for production. Uh, will it be enough? Will that happen? That's yet to be seen because, you know, forecasts beyond 10 days are, you know, less than 50-50. Mm -hmm. um, so there are some risks in that. I hate to build uh, hopes up. I want to be realistic here. 
but that's one of the opportunities. Um, then you also have the, the growing season in front of us and those opportunities, et cetera. Um, but the, probably the bigger macro picture I'm watching is we did get some inflation data out this morning and yeah. it came in pretty much as expected. That's the PCE inflation data. The CPI data has exceeded expectations the last two months in a row. And I've been saying that I felt like probably by the second or third quarter, we would start to see inflation rebounding. Um, and the fund's saying, well, if inflation's rebounding historically, that means we don't want to be short. We want to be long the commodities to kind of protect their portfolios. And uh, so I do think that that can make a difference later in the year. Um, the problem is how much storage and interest costs do you to pay and where might we be when that time comes? Yeah, no, great, great thoughts there. Some folks have talked about, uh, okay, well, maybe wheat can lead us to the upside here and have a wheat-led rally in these grain markets. Kansas City wheat kind of had a, a key reversal, it felt like, to start this week off. But, you know, largely that's kind of fading out too. And you think about all the cheap Russian wheat that's out there. I mean, it just feels like that's got a lid on our wheat markets right now, Arlen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was in the office on the trading floor and and one of the brokers said, hey, we've got a nice uh, key reversal up on the wheat market. And I said, yeah, will this one finally hold? Uh, that's the big question. And, and our biggest challenge right now is exactly what you said, Russian wheat. If you look at the, the major exporters of the world, they're reducing wheat production. They're reducing area planted to wheat, I should say it that way. Um, and so you would think that's going to continue to tighten things up among the major exporters. The problem is, is Russia. Russia and Ukraine have been having good crops, and they continue to try to export as much as they can at whatever price they can to generate revenue for the war effort. And so they just keep pushing prices down, competing with each other, and that sets the world price until they run out of wheat. And they've got enough wheat, it doesn't look like they're going to run out of wheat anytime soon. So at some point, we're going to turn this around, but probably not before we see wheat coming out of the Black Sea start to get reduced, either because they finally catch up and get everything exported that they have, or because the war effort starts making it too hazardous for ships to come out of that area with wheat. And that's a possibility as well. Um, but in the meantime, they're grabbing the world market share and that's depressing the rest of it, making it really tough for us to come back. Here in the United States, our milling wheat supplies are kind of tight. Yeah. We've got adequate supplies of wheat, but they're not the milling quality supplies. Uh, so then we look at, will we have a weather scare? You know, it's warmed up quickly. And then we got this big cold front came through and yeah. did a lot of foliar damage, probably helped us out in the longer run. Um, because if this wheat had kept on the progress it was, it really would have set us up for a possible spring freeze. It could have done some damage. I think overall uh, for our grain folks, and I think this could apply to our, our livestock folks too, but in a window like this, I know a lot of folks, again, maybe not happy with their current position on the farm and where their sales are, but it all comes back to it's not too late to build a marketing plan, is it, Arlen? Uh, it, it's really not. There are times when it becomes more challenging, uh, but then you start looking at ahead. You know, you start looking at the carrying the market. How can I make that work for me to at least capture something there? And we've had a couple of years where you could hit home runs. And this is a time of type of the time in the cycle because we do go through cycles where you just start hitting a lot of singles, you know, about ready to start baseball up again. And you start seeing, okay, where can I hit a single today? 
Um, where can I get on base, so to speak, yeah. um, and do something with whether it be with basis or whether it be with a storage hedge, um, or looking at new crop if I can get a good opportunity there or something. And, and you start getting these little wins uh, to try to protect the equity, and it's that's what starts becoming playing defense um, to protect the equity that you've built up over the last few years. Yeah, and and, and thinking about that too, and not getting. Not getting fixated on the price necessarily, but just looking at your specific operation and, and what it's going to take for your bottom line, because everybody's a little bit different and you may not love where the price is, but to your point, a single's better than nothing. Yeah, exactly right. And you got to start feeling better. And it's just like sports psychology of it is key. And you can get down in the dumps and miss opportunities because you are discouraged about what you missed. Yeah. And so you start, you got to lift up the attitude, so to speak. Okay, what's in front of me? Forget what's behind, what's in front of me that I can use to kind of start picking things up again and start hitting some singles. I know on the uh, livestock side, real quick, our, our cattle friends, a little more optimism there. Uh, futures uh, here towards the end of the week, though, cattle kind of been pulling back. Uh, I wonder if just poor technicals here towards the end of the week arlen what do you think well we still got those compressed margins for the packers and so they're really kind of slowing the chain speed down um and trying to slow their intake of cattle to help the product market uh, and help their margins that's uh, putting a lid on the cash market the board was kind of getting ahead of it and uh now it's starting to show a little bit of reality long term though we still got those tight supplies coming yeah, and we do have those tight supplies coming. And I mean, I know that last cattle on feed report we had, we've talked about that. Um, you know, it was maybe not as friendly as some folks were hoping to see. But at the end of the day, I think as we move forward next month, the month after, we're probably going to start to see some of those uh, numbers that we are expecting with placements, especially. Yeah. And if you put together what we had with the heavy placements uh, last several months and coming into this report, we're we're looking at supplies about six tenths of a percent above year ago for the next three or four months. And then we should start to see things drop back below year ago levels again. Arlen, uh, real quick too, um, thinking about this back to corn and beans with the way prices are, do you think that's going to play a role in the acreage conversation for this spring planting season? I do. I do think that it's going to result in some fewer corn acres and we were a little ahead the rotation again uh, or last year so i think a little lighter this year um as big a loss as what usda is saying their outlook for them probably not but i do think we're seeing a shift and i hear, am hearing some people in the midwest who i wouldn't expect to shift saying they were going to lean a little heavier to soybeans planting those first and seeing how it goes arlen always great to have a conversation with you thanks for joining us here at commodity classic in houston and uh Look forward to talking again real soon. Absolutely, Jesse. Great to see you in person. Definitely, definitely. Arlen Suderman, Chief Commodities Economist at StoneX, joining us here on AOA. We'll continue. We'll wrap up with our friends at AGI here on the trade show floor at Commodity Classic on the way right after this on AOA. Everyone has a community to lean on, a neighborhood, school, kids' teams, where you worship, work, work out, or any other place or group where you choose to belong. Communities can provide support when you need it, and even when you don't know you do. Like when it comes to preventing underage drinking and other substance use, 
You've talked with your kids and shared clear expectations, but you're not with them every minute. Your community members, friends and relatives, teachers and coaches, faith leaders, and other important adults in your kids' lives can be your eyes, ears, and a supportive influence when you're not around, reinforcing your messages with your kids and alerting you to warning signs of underage drinking or other substance use. So talk with your kids about these issues and involve the members of your community to help keep your kids safe. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information, visit talktheyhearyou.samhsa.gov. Hey, wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind, like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh-oh. Or that time you forgot to roll up your windows in the car wash. Fantastic. Yeah, a remote control would have come in handy then. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes like managing your weight, getting active, stopping smoking, and eating healthier, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. It's easy to learn your risk. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Life doesn't come with a remote control. So you're on your own with the wasps. You have the power to take control of pre-diabetes. Visit doihaveprediabetes.org today. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Wheat growers of the North, it's time to push performance to answer the call of Westbred Wheat. With regionally proven varieties like WB9590 and WB9479 with high protein, yield potential, and standability. Trust Westbred Wheat to help you get the most out of every acre. Now's the time. Boldly grow. Seize the season with Westbred Wheat. Performance may vary. Read and follow pesticide label directions, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. When it comes to cereal disease protection, Prosaro Pro 400 SC fungicide from Bayer makes all the difference. With three effective active ingredients for overlapping control of foliar and head diseases and a flexible application window for head scab, it's formulated to lower dawn, protect yield potential, and promote superior grain quality. Prosaro Pro, the future of plant health starts here. Visit prosaropro.com to learn more. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Join us the first Wednesday of every month on AOA for the latest episode of The Monthly Grind with our friends at the National Corn Growers Association. We'll discuss the latest topics surrounding the corn industry, the relationships between corn and other parts of the agricultural supply chain, the newest initiatives and partnerships from NCGA's Market Development Action Team, and much more. That's the first Wednesday of every month for The Monthly Grind on AOA. It's a show you don't want to miss. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Are you over the age of 60 and been diagnosed with lung cancer? If so, you and your family may qualify for a cash award. Our experienced attorneys are standing by to evaluate whether you have a lung cancer claim that qualifies you for a cash award. The consultation is absolutely free, and there is no risk and no money out of pocket. We only receive a fee when we secure you and your family a settlement. 250,000 people are diagnosed with lung cancer every year. You're not alone in this battle. We can help make sure that you and your family are financially safe and that 
that medical expenses are covered. Again, if you've been diagnosed with lung cancer and are over age 60, call now. Don't delay. There are deadlines for filing claims. We're standing by 24-7. Call us at 1-844-903-1744. 1-844-903-1744. That's 1-844-903-1744. Attorney Advertising. William Stephacker Jr. is the attorney responsible for this ad. Main office, Grant, Pennsylvania. May not be available in all states. If you miss an episode of AOA, you can listen back to the show anytime. Just search for Agriculture of America on your podcast platform of choice, and you can hear past episodes of the program on demand. Make sure to subscribe to the Market Talk YouTube channel. You can watch our latest interviews with top market analysts in the country, find bonus content, and much more. It's easy. Just go to youtube.com slash at Market Talk Egg and hit the subscribe button. Or you can search for Market Talk Egg on YouTube. Keeping America's farmers and ranchers informed. AOA. Now back to Jesse Allen. And thanks for sticking with us here on AOA today, live from Commodity Classic in Houston, Texas. We are with our friends at AGI booth 3403 on the first floor of the trade show. There's two levels to this trade show this year. It is massive. It is a huge show, but it is a fun show. A lot of information, a lot of great things going on to kind of take in here at Commodity Classic once again this year. Let's talk right now about some of the different products on display from AGI and some of the different things they're talking about here at Commodity Classic. With us now, Aaron Squires, sales rep and AGI bin manager specialist. Aaron, thanks for joining us here yeah, today. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having us. So uh, just to kind of start, tell us a little bit about what you do as, as a sales rep and, and mm -hmm. a bin manager specialist. I know that's one of the, mm -hmm. the great products that AGI has. So give us a little bit of background on your role. Yeah, absolutely. So my role is to um, go out to farms, right? Um, I also work with a lot of the dealers in the area. Um, and so basically what we're doing is we're it's not really sales kind of thing you know we're more educational right okay. based around we definitely want to produce you know explain our product um of bin manager it's a very very important key to have on farm well and we were talking about this a little bit earlier with dave pastel you know thinking about how data digital technology has become more ingrained with what agi is doing a lot mm -hmm. of folks are wanting to learn more about you know digital bin monitoring technology and talk about that a little more you know and this this big push to get yes. more digital with our bin monitoring. Absolutely. So again, think about it this way. As a farmer, you work so hard out in the field, yeah. right, to produce such a great crop. Then you're putting it into a grain bin and have zero visibility. That's It's a risk, right? Yeah. So as you know, when we're talking about bin manager, you're having full visibility at all times. Right. So that's what's important. And that's here at AGI. We care about that. Not only is it that you have visibility of the grain, but it's also safety. Right. We're keeping yeah. you out of the grain bin. You can view it anywhere. So you can even be on vacation. Sure. So, which is a nice feature, too. So. Well, and I think that's so important. That safety aspect that yes. you mentioned. I mean, we want to keep I, I kind of mentioned this to you during the commercial break. It's, yeah. it's 2024. Right. We want to keep people out of the grain bin if we can help it because we have all this great technology mm -hmm. in front of us to allow us to do that we want to keep people safe we don't want them getting stuck and getting trapped Correct. in a grain bin absolutely absolutely and that's what the system does i mean we've got cables throughout the bin um, and it's monitoring the moisture and the temperature but we're also going to be watching inventory as well so and it's automated 
right? Cellular based. So you're able to, I mean, again, you can go about your day, whether it's if you're out harvesting or just simply on vacation, like I was saying, um, mm -hmm. you have the ability to know what's going on at all times. Talk a little more in depth about, you know, the technology, mm -hmm. AGI bin manager, you know, you mentioned how you can monitor on your phone, things like that. Like, yeah. give us kind of the nuts and bolts of how bin manager really works. Yeah, absolutely. So like I was saying, um, we have cables that are throughout the bin. Um, we have sensor pods as well throughout there that are watching the temperature and the moisture. Um, and what's great about the system is that it's based around your target, your goal, right? So if we're talking corn, 15%, we're talking beans, 13.5%, get that hydration up there, make that more money. Um, so the system will run automatically based on the productive air that's outside. Um, again, to keep you completely away from it. You're not having to guess what, what the weather's looking like that day. The system will do it for you. Yeah, and that's, you know, I think it's great. I know, you know, I see a lot of people, they have like their their smokers nowadays where yeah. they can sit on the couch and, yeah. and check their meat there. Yep. They could also sit on the couch and, and check the quality of their grain if they want to. Absolutely. Yep. And it's not only, you know, them having to work it. We're also back at headquarters. Um, we also have, have uh, customer service reps as well that are watching with you. So, you know, better than just two eyes, right? You got four eyes. Yeah. So you're not alone in the entire process. You know, if you've got questions, whatever it may be, we're going to be right there with you. Well, and I, I think about it too. It's just, it's all the data that comes yes. with AGI bin manager. Yep. It really, you know, you can start tracking things year over year over year. And, and maybe mm -hmm. if, if you have some sort of a problem with whatever's going, you know, your bin or your moisture levels or something, you can easily track that and having all that data at your fingertips, mm. I think it's a big point, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Cause you can go back in the past. Right. Yeah. So if you're looking for that kind of information, what happened last year? How many, you know, how much time did my fans run? Um, anything along those lines, energy, you know, we're big about saving energy as well. Mm -hmm. Why run your fans if you don't have to? Um, so again, it's all that data that's you know, that you have the ability to use at your advantage. I think it's safety and ROI, yes. and, you know, that return on investment for the farmer using a technology like AGI Bid Manager. Absolutely. I think that's what it comes down to, right? Oh, absolutely. The ROI especially is huge, right? Because the last thing you want to do is, you know, get a piece of equipment and it not, you know, get mm -hmm. your money back. So yeah. um, that is a huge, absolutely huge for so, us. So thinking about AGI Bid Manager, you mm -hmm. know, we've kind of talked safety. We talked to technology. Let's give us kind of the rundown of how folks, if they want to learn more, they mm -hmm. want to talk to you guys at AGI, kind of walk me through that process if they, they're wanting to get started with putting bin manager on their operation. Absolutely. So the biggest thing that I would say is to get in contact with myself or one of the sales reps that's in the territory. So like I said, I cover the entire South, Southeast. Um, and what we will do is we'll hook you up with your local dealer. Okay, we work with a lot of dealers that are on site um, or in specific areas. Um, and then from there, we'll, we'll get you all, we'll do a site assessment. We'll come out there to you. We'll take a look at everything, run aeration models. Again, you're not just getting a system, you're getting, you know, a relationship. Yeah. So, um, or you can go to aggrowth.com and we'll get it all taken care of. I was going to say, if you're looking yeah. for that local dealer or that sales rep yep. contact, such as yourself, aggrowth.com right. is a great place yeah, to absolutely. do that. Aaron, appreciate your time. And thanks for joining yeah. us and telling us a little bit more about bin manager. And I know you guys have other products on display yeah. here too, a commodity classic, everything from, from grain bins themselves to yeah. augers and more. And so again, folks can reach out for more information, can't they? Absolutely. 
Aaron, thanks for joining awesome. us today. Thank you. Aaron Squires it. with us, sales representative and AGI bin manager specialist, joining us here on AOA today. As we wrap up the program here live from the trade show floor with our friends at AGI, booth 3403. And again, you can learn more online. Just go to aggrowth.com for more information. That's going to do it for the show today. Coming up on our next AOA, we'll continue our coverage from Commodity Classic. We're going to talk fertilizer with Corey Rosenbush from the Fertilizer Institute. We'll have a conversation with the United Soybean Board as well and much more. Thanks for joining us here on AOA, Agriculture of America. I'm Jesse Allen. Have a great rest of your day. When news happens in agriculture or when the markets are moving, we've got you covered as your trusted voice in agriculture. The team at the American Ag Network has the knowledge and experience to keep you informed on the issues impacting farmers and ranchers. We've got you covered on air, online, and on demand. Find the American Ag Network on your favorite social media platforms and also follow the American Ag Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are the American Ag Network. Make sure to subscribe to the Market Talk YouTube channel. You can watch our latest interviews with top market analysts in the country, find bonus content, and much more. It's easy. Just go to youtube.com slash at Market Talk Egg and hit the subscribe button. Or you can search for Market Talk Egg on YouTube. Get the latest bonus interviews, exclusive content, and more with the American Ag Today podcast. Just search for American Ag Today and give us a follow wherever you get your podcasts. Being blind doesn't always look how others may think. Stargard disease was supposed to define me. Retinitis pigmentosa aimed to overwhelm my family. It tried to cut me down. A blinding eye disease attempted to force me away from doing what I was born to do. But it cannot stop me. I have the tools. I will keep moving forward pushing past the limits of this disability. I know where to find support and where I can be seen. Loss of sight won't blind our vision. Innovative research, educational resources, supportive community. The Foundation Fighting Blindness is leading the charge in finding treatments and cures for blinding diseases. Learn more at fightingblindness.org. A public service message from the Foundation Fighting Blindness.